0: Before we start this week's episode, just wanted to let you know that if you want to, you can watch this week's episode uh, in full, uh, which is much longer than the podcast episode you're about to listen to by going to sospresents.com and you can buy a season pass to watch all four live streams.
1: If you ever thought, I wonder what facial expression they're doing right now. Well, this is how you can find out.
0: Now on with the show.
2: To another episode of Do Go On. My name is Dave Warnicky, and as always, I'm here with Jess Perkins and Matt Stewart.
0: Hi, Dave. I'm Matt Stewart. That is Jess Perkins, and you are Dave Warnicky. Is this my life? Yes. Well, like, technically, yeah. This is part of your life.
1: If I could add, I am Jess Perkins. That is Matt Stewart, and you are Dave Warnicky. Thank,
0: Thank you so much. Thank you so much for clarifying.
1: And this is your death. Oh no! Bring oh. out the baseball bats! Oh no! Oh, my God! they <laughs> are going to club him oh, to death. Oh no! They're starting
2: on my shins.
0: <laughs> well, this is a North American special, so we should do a Canadian uh, classic of clubbing to death. A small, uh, you're not quite a seal, but you're you know you got big beautiful eyes, much like a baby seal. Yeah, and
2: Thank you're you. very
1: slick Thank to touch.
2: Very slick. And I smell awful.
0: Yeah. A lot like fish.
1: Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad you addressed that. Um. <laughs> yeah, <that's right.
0: laughs> You've been wanting to for a while. I can tell. Is that a Canadian tradition, clubbing baby seals today? I
1: feel like any Canadians watching might not love that.
0: Well, why do they partake then? Yeah. Good point. Good point. Hey, you know, be the, be the change. change. <laughs> you want to see so on and, and so forth. And
2: forth. As they always say in Canada, thank you so much Hey,
0: alright, well that's all good fun um, Dave, I really want to tell the listeners how this show works But I just don't have the words Well, luckily for you, last week
2: I did a little call out on the show uh, Where I said, oh, wouldn't it be great if we had like a 60s style uh, theme song That explained what the show is, because we always fumble about it Even though we've been doing it every week for five years yeah. And uh, would you believe it? One of the great songwriters from Puerto Rico, who also happens to be a listener of the show, Julio Vargas, has <laughs> sent in a theme song uh, that explains how the show works. So uh, there's only one thing to, to say, and that is hit it!
1: Un, dos, tres,
2: mm.
0: Every week, Matt Dave, Orges, do your research on a secret topic. The other two try not to interrupt. And oh we started with a question, so here's a question.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that is so good. <laughs>
0: Thank you so much, Julia. What an absolute legend. Well, that was brilliant. <laughs> I yeah.
1: love that.
0: Only David heard that before now. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, what did you think, Jess?
1: I'm obsessed with it. I think yeah. I
0: just got goosebumps. <laughs> All right, I'm going to vote for that in the hottest 100. Absolutely.
2: I, I love that song, but just so you know, that's actually not the only one submission that we've had during the week. Awesome. So if you are out there and you are a songwriter and you want to record uh, an intro
0: like that, that would be uh, absolutely awesome. Yeah, go awesome. for it. But uh, thanks so
2: much to Julio for the first one. Thank that, you, <laughs> That's
0: Julio. a very, very high bar. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: And like Julio said, here's the question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the global... Livability ranking annually ranks the most livable cities in the world? That's more statement so far. The question okay, is yeah. coming. Oh,
1: thank God you mentioned it because I was like, I don't know where the question is.
0: Melbourne and Vienna have long taken out the top two spots, mm. but which North American city has often nipped at their heels, finishing third in 2016, 2017
1: and 2018? Oh, a North American North city.
0: American. Do you reckon it must be? Do you
2: reckon it's a Canadian one? Maybe. Montreal. It's not Montreal.
1: Is it Canadian it, or it is, is
0: Canadian? Oh,
1: ah, well done, Dave.
0: Okay, well it's over to you now. Vancouver. Dave just absolutely wiped out 50 states and, and yeah. many more cities within. Yeah, that's right. He but was like,
1: "Well, it's obviously not America." Yeah, Guess
0: who? I just put down a lot of cities, <laughs> yeah. but you were correct too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's one of the big ones. Vancouver. Yes, it is Vancouver.
1: <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice.
0: And Vancouver is where today's story begins.
1: Oh. <gasps>
0: Uh, for those listening, which is probably everyone who just heard that question uh. and sentence. Um, well, in fairness, some people,
2: you zone out while you're driving or that's something. That's true. So just back it up, hit the minus 15 seconds on the yeah. the iPod of your choice. Yeah. And, uh
1: And then listen, listen again. again.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. So for those listening and for those <laughs> who are just listening again because you missed it the first time around, uh, this is our first stop on a world tour live from Superdoll Studios and we're in North America. That's why we're alluding to that a little bit. <laughs> Um, And that's why this story occurred in Canada. Okay. Uh, I put three topics up for the vote, all in North America, and this one was the winner. Uh, It was a topic suggested by Harry E. Ware and Rob Daman, or Daman, and it's a strange family tale. According to the BBC, Pauline Dakin's childhood in Canada in the 1970s was full of secrets, disruption, and unpleasant surprises. She wasn't allowed to talk about her family life with anyone. Even her family? Especially her family. Oh, okay. No, I guess she probably would have been able to talk about it with her family.
1: I have a feeling I've, like, read an article or something about this.
0: Well, get ready to hear an article about this. (laughs) So are you
1: deliberately
2: not naming what the topic is?
0: You just wouldn't know. I mean, if you've heard of it, then you'll know the story. And if you haven't heard of it, you won't have heard of it. Mm.
1: So just let him tell the frickin' I mean, story, definitely. I and I don't really know
0: what to call it yet. <laughs> that's true, I was hoping you everybody. could tell me later that...
1: Uh... Yeah, we'll come up with a name later. Okay, we'll come okay. up with a name in post. Yeah.
0: Great. Uh, she later said... This is Pauline. My brother and I would say, what do you think is wrong with our family? Why are we so weird? But that was the mystery that just didn't get answered. Wow. The BBC writes, Pauline's parents, Warren and Ruth, separated when she was five. Warren, a successful businessman was a heavy drinker who would become violent and at a point, Ruth just couldn't take it anymore. And they split, obviously. Mm -hmm. I said that at the start of that paragraph. Uh, A few years later, according to The Guardian, when Pauline was nine, her mother packed up a Volkswagen camper in Vancouver for a holiday in Winnipeg, more than a 1,000 miles away, about a full day's drive. When they got there, over a mug of cocoa, the children learned they were never going home.
1: Oh, it was not a holiday.
0: Wow,
2: and they're driving pretty quick. 100 miles an hour for 10
0: hours to get there.
1: Mm. (laughs) No toilet breaks.
0: (laughs) As Pauline remembers, there was no opportunity to say goodbye. It was just this abrupt severing of relationships. Pauline would ask her mum why they had to abandon their life in Vancouver but would never get a good explanation. According to Pauline, she would say, I'm sorry, I can't tell you. When you're older, I will tell you. That summer, in 1974, was the last time I thought of my as having any relation to normal she would later write in her memoir, Run, Hide, Repeat. The events that followed made Ted and I know we were different, somehow apart. Ted would sometimes, in the years that followed, refer to normal families, not in a critical way, but in a straightforward acknowledgement that we were not one. The family moved around so much that Pauline attended six different schools in seven years. What do you any any thoughts so far? Maybe not Jess if she already <laughs> knows the story. Dave,
2: I don't know. Like, are they like in witness protection or something like that?
0: Yeah, it could be something like maybe? that. Could be something like that.
2: Or I don't know. Or their dad if they're hiding from is a pretty dangerous dude. Maybe some sort of
0: uh, assassin. Oh, yeah, and he's got some sort of a creed where he must kill his. Children. Children. Yeah. I haven't played that game, but that sounds about right. (laughs) Uh, You know how violent these video games are. Yeah, bloody
1: hell. Hey, don't ever tell me twice. According
0: to The Guardian, the next major relocation (laughs) came when she was 13, when she was finally settled in a school she liked, had close friends, and was starting to be interested in boys. This time, Ruth actually told them where they were going, all the way to New Brunswick in the far east of Canada. It was another, like, 30-something hours away. So they'd started off, Basically, on the west coast, Vancouver is close to it, and they ended up uh, over a f- couple of long trips, moving all the way to the other side. Mm. Uh, basically, to put it in Australian terms, start in Melbourne,
1: mm-hmm.
0: move to Adelaide, yep. mm. ended up in Perth.
1: Gotcha. But only right. in
0: reverse of that. But I guess that's because we're in Australia. I flipped it. Yep. Went east to west. Right. Right. She went west to east. Gotcha.
1: So started in Perth. Yep. Moved to Adelaide. Uh-huh. Ended up in Melbourne. Yeah. Gotcha.
2: Started in Perth, now we're here. Yeah. Yep. Okay.
1: Yep. Thank you for putting that into a context I can understand. Because I was like, "What do you mean? What do you What do you mean? They started at one place. Place. Yep. And then they went to a different place. I yeah. was like, "WTF, Matt? Yeah. What are you? But then you made it nice and clear for well, me. Now I get it.
0: I had already been through that.
1: Oh. And yeah. And
0: that's. And then I I called my mum. Yep. And she explained to me in, in terms I understand, which is Perth, oh, Adelaide, Melbourne. Gotcha. Your mum
2: explained, the BBC didn't put that in the article.
0: No, they didn't. Really? What were they thinking?
2: That I is know. very
1: poor journalism. Lazy. Yeah, yeah. They
2: should have known. They should fact check stuff like that.
1: Yeah. yeah. And put them in. God, make it easy for the layman, you know?
0: Yeah. Yes,
2: which we very much
1: are.
0: Yeah, I'm a very lame man. <laughs> uh, in New Brunswick, the Dakins would again st- start to build a new life. In her book, Pauline describes her family life as being relatively normal, at least on the surface. But she also described the feelings of confusion, anxiety and depression lurking beneath the surface, which is pretty understandable, I think. It would be, so, be so frustrating. Yeah. Well, uh, and the, what a frustrating answer. You, I'll tell you I'll later. Tell
1: you, and that isn't, uh, that, that's not something that would ease the mind of a child.
0: Yeah, you're like, oh, so it is something.
1: Yeah, so something is wrong and yeah. it's serious yeah. if you can't tell me. And kids pr- they pick up on a lot of stuff, so if their mum is a bit you know like frantically packing them like, and like they would get the feeling that, oh, we're running from something, Yeah, you know, but I, I, and it's not she won't tell good times. us. Yeah, exactly. But there is a mug of cocoa. so <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which is like a Canadian version of Milo, I guess.
1: Oh, okay. did you look that up as well?
0: <laughs> she, she continued uh, writing. I knew something bad was happening. I didn't know what it was. But there was always a sense of something dire that was unspoken. It's like either you go, no, no, there's nothing to worry about. I just, you know, I'm I'm free and easy. I like to move. I'm a cool mum. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. I'm chasing the sun. Or you go, I've got to let you know, your dad's got an Assassin's Creed video game. Is that true? And it's really really
2: scary. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want you to see it. It's MA. You're only 13.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Strange things would also happen from day to day. Uh, Like the day she returned home to find her mother throwing out all the food from the fridge. Ruth told her that (laughs) the food had gone bad. But Pauline remembers thinking, even as a child, ketchup and mustard don't go bad. There are things in there that don't go bad quickly. Why would you do that? Well, what's happened there is she's realised that ketchup doesn't belong in the fridge. It should be in the pantry. So
2: once it's been in the fridge, that's it. Throw it out, start again, in the pantry, you're ready to go. Much like chocolate.
0: No, both belong in the fridge, especially Mm -hmm. chocolate, but especially tomato sauce. So, um, (laughs) Jess, ketchup Mm -hmm. actually is tomato sauce. Oh. I don't know why they've given it a fancy name up north, where we are now in North America. You're going to get
1: an um actually on that (laughs) because I think they are slightly different things.
0: (laughs) Catsup. Ketchup.
1: (laughs) Catsup.
2: Excuse me, where are the (laughs) Burns-Os? (laughs)
0: <laughs> Simpsons reference for those. Yeah. Playing it well, Now we're in North America. Everyone must yeah. know that show. Uh, do they, do they know that show <laughs> Is that big in North America? <laughs> there are also times when Ruth would pull the kids out of school midweek once to go hiking and stay overnight in a mountain cabin for a few days. Another time they were pulled out of school to go bowling. So some of it sounds fun. Yeah, that bit be right. <laughs>
1: Like an excursion with mum. I mean,
0: if their dad is some sort of assassin, they're like, he'll never
2: think to look for us in a bowling alley.
1: He drives past and he's like, no, nah, they wouldn't be in no, there. I
2: That's lame. <laughs> yeah, oh, come on. Surely they're at the movies.
0: <laughs> uh, things had settled down a bit um, once the family were in New Brunswick and the big relocation stops uh, stopped and the kids started making their way through school relatively normally almost. Mm-hmm. Then by 1988, Pauline had graduated from uni, uh, which you've got a photo of here for those watching the stream, um, and she got a job writing for a local newspaper in nearby St. John. Uh, you, that photo beautifully dates it to 1988, mm. I think. Look at
1: those glasses.
0: They're back, I reckon. She would get away with them today.
1: Hope she kept them. Hope prescription doesn't change. I
0: like the I like eighties glasses because it meant that not only your eyes could see clearer, but so could your cheeks and, yeah. and some of your you know your the top of your mouth. Yep. They were big.
1: <laughs> and the top of my mouth likes to see.
0: Mm. And it likes what it sees. That's <laughs> a classic pickup line from the eighties.
1: My mouth likes what it sees.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I'd like to go home with you right now then works every time. Yeah. <laughs> so it was then when Pauline was 23 that her mother Ruth called asking to meet up. She said, <laughs> "So what's her mother's name?" Ruth. Thank you. Oh, okay. What did you think?
1: You heard you said Ruth. <laughs> <laughs> I said Ruth. Her mother Ruth. I was going to let it
2: go but then just gave me a look like this.
1: <laughs> I, it was that was a look of are you going to do it or Ruth, should I? Ruth.
0: I mean, they are very similar. Very similar. Sorry, sorry. And you. It led to a couple of awkward times when Aunty Roof Sorry, Ruth came over and we had a bit of a leak in her and I <laughs> didn't know what to do. <laughs> sorry, she's
2: 23. Ruth's come to her.
0: I call Ruth Seal and... Roof, um, <laughs> Roof. <Ruth>. So <laughs> her mother, Ruth... Uh, <laughs> Which is also what seals do say. Yes, that makes sense. I've been. Maybe this right. one was a seal. Is that why they have to club them? Because they're annoying. Yeah.
1: Ruth, oh, Ruth, oh, shut Black up! one, of
2: mosquitoes buzzing around. You just yeah. get rid of it. Mm. Hit it with a club. <laughs> Hit a mosquito with a club. I've got very damaged walls.
0: <laughs> so Ruth calls up, and she's finally ready to come clean. She said, I'm ready to explain all these strange things that have happened throughout your life. And then she asked Pauline to meet her at a motel halfway between where they were both living. Oh, that sounds so sass. Yeah.
1: I'd feel weird meeting my mum at a motel. Yeah. You know? (laughs) Did her mum say?
0: (laughs) A hotel, sure. (laughs) Motel. (laughs) Mum, maybe a bistro. Sure,
1: of course. A cafe. Lovely.
2: Did she say come alone? <laughs> yeah. I imagine yeah. Make sure didn't. you're not followed. No. Like, Mom, what are you talking about? Yeah. You're telling me not to bring my boyfriend? Is that okay, fine. Right. If you don't like yeah. Darren.
0: Fine. I think yeah, I think that that probably But I love was him. True. Yeah. <laughs> Her boyfriend at the time she wasn't allowed to tell him what she was about to learn. Oh wow. Uh, on arrival, Ruth <laughs> Ruth handed Pauline an envelope and a note which read, Don't say anything. Take your jewelry off. Put it in an envelope. I'll explain. Just don't talk. Okay. What is going on here?
1: Well, I know. Do you? Yes. Wow. So you're the only one that that gets to guess. Jewelry is the jewelry bugged.
0: That might be part of the concern. Yeah. What? Mhm. Pauline recalled it was just the most bizarre thing. I thought, "Who are you? What are you doing?" But I did what she told me. It was her mum, after all. Yeah. Ruth then took Pauline into one of the motel rooms where a man named Stan Sears was waiting for them. Stan was a church minister who Ruth had met at a support group for the families of alcoholics. He had counselled Ruth after she went to him when struggling with her ex-husband and his abuse. On both occasions that the Dakins had relocated, Stan's family arrived in the new city too. So, while Pauline was surprised to find Stan in that motel room, she later said of Stan's family, whatever had been going on, they were a part of. I knew that. It was obviously right. the Sears family was somehow connected. Okay. Or just a wild coincidence.
1: Did they? Oh, look, yeah. the Sears here oh again. Oh, my God. That's so weird. What are
0: the odds? Here in Adelaide or Canada's version of. Oh,
1: thank you. Yep.
0: Right. Uh, So Stan and Ruth sat Pauline down and explained what had been going on and why they needed to relocate without warning. This is from the BBC. Stan and Ruth told Pauline that for the past 16 years, they'd been on the run from the mafia and that Pauline's family had been targeted because of her father, Warren, and his involvement with organised crime. So you were pretty bang on. Whoa. She couldn't wear her jewellery because it needed to be tested for bugs. Which you also were uh, bang on. You're about. very
2: in tune, But I just Dave. didn't think it would be bugged. I honestly didn't think it would be. It's, yeah. That sounds paranoid to me. Yeah. Do the mafia bug
1: people like that?
0: Their jewelry. Oh, yeah, certainly. Oh, yeah. Right, Big fantastic. Yeah, oh, yeah.
1: They're listening right now. Oh, no.
0: <laughs> Dave, do you mind speaking into my <laughs> ring? <laughs>
2: is you have to ki- ring? Is that why you have to kiss the Godfather's hand? Yeah. yeah. I killed seven people.
1: <laughs> Got
2: him. Got <laughs> him on <tape. laughs>
1: Never whisper into the (laughs) Godfather's ring.
2: Confess your sins into my ring.
1: That's why every time I see you, I say, oh, David, enchanté.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Got him. Uh, The BBC continues. Stan explained that it all started after he had counselled a mafia kingpin who wanted to turn his back on his criminal past. When the mob discovered that the man had broken its code of silence and come to Stan for counselling, they had uh, him assassinated and had then come after Stan thinking he probably knew too much. Later, when Ruth, the embittered ex-wife of a mobster, had started working as a secretary at Stan's church, she too had become a target. Right. So that's why Stan was in the gun. That's why Ruth was also in the gun. That's why they were both of their families were on the run. Pauline later said, I remember a feeling of terror coming over me that this might be something we could never escape. Mm. Uh, Stan explained that there was a government-sanctioned task force protecting them, who over the years had foiled attempts to kidnap and even assassinate members of the families. According to the BBC... As well as this government-sanctioned task force, Stan also explained that there were shadowy communities, towns or villages in different parts of the country where people who'd been targeted by the mafia could go into protective custody. Sort of like uh, where Homer went and worked for uh, Hank Scorpio. Am I confusing episodes? That's two episodes. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, that's the Thompson's... The Cape Fear Cape episode. Cape right. Sorry, Simpsons fans.
2: This
1: is a crazy turn of events. Yeah.
2: If mm. they've waited until she's about twenty three. Twenty three. Yeah.
0: Wow.
1: And imagine growing up knowing like something's not right, but they won't tell me, so
0: Yeah, and I mean she must have had some thoughts like this in her mind. These must be of all the things you'd go through in your head, why are we on the run? These are kind of classic reasons to be on the run. Where yeah. we're afraid of people killing us.
1: Yeah, that's a pretty good reason to classic, be on the run. Classic, but still
2: extremely uncommon.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. But there's a reason it's a classic. It works. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> this tale
2: is the oldest time itself.
0: Mm. So, Stan was now living in one of these secret communities known as Place of Hope, which is a great name. Beautiful. Yeah.
2: And he's he really a minister?
0: Yes. Oh, that's right, because he took the confession. Sorry,
2: I just thought this might be like an undercover thing. Yep.
0: Um, though Stan's wife chose not to go with him, and so Stan and his partner had split up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: After years on the run, Ruth told... So this is still them being explained at the motel. Ruth told Pauline she was finally going to go inside the protective community also. Stan and Ruth then told Pauline that they had been secretly in love for many years, and now that Stan was single, this was their chance to be together. So she was going inside to be with, be with Stan as, as a you know in a relationship. Uh, all of these revelations were a lot for Pauline to take in. Yeah,
1: that's that's understandable, I reckon. One of them, okay, but you know, like, uh you well, we're on the run from your dad. You'd be like, okay. Um, and then you know, but then you add like, take your jewelry off. It's probably bugged. Yeah. Also, this is your new dad. Yeah. It's just a lot.
0: And there's secret communities. Yes. All throughout this continent.
1: Yep.
2: So is the entire community in on it?
0: Yeah, I think it's it's the whole town is. Yeah. I'm. Well, they haven't described how big the town is. I imagine they're pretty small communities, and they, I think they. It sounds like they're in. You know, forested areas and stuff as well. Maybe it's well, like or bowling alleys. Maybe it's like
1: one yeah. of those, um, like retirement community village places. Oh great! You know, everyone's yes. got their own houses and stuff. But you're in a gated community. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Have you
0: ever gone to one of them and you and, they'll, and they ever accuse you of asking too many questions? It's probably oh, one right. of the secret ones. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of pies you got here today? Get out. Yeah. Yeah, a bit curious, mate. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Hmm? bit nosy. Take what you're
0: given, okay? Okay. Wearing a lot of bling too, I (laughs) notice. Mr T, very suspicious (laughs) man.
1: (laughs) Everything is bugged.
0: She said um, she was sick with fear and sadness and it felt like life was shattering all around me.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Stan and Ruth also helped explain many of the strange occurrences of her youth. For instance, they explained that the food in the fridge had to be thrown out they had received word that somebody was trying to poison them like oh yeah that that adds up now. that makes sense Ooh. even the ketchup even the ketchup that is a dog act yeah and the mustard
1: you're gonna go buy a new ketchup and mustard absolute dog oh, that's
0: annoying favorite mustard
1: <laughs> oh <ugh>. i mean <laughs> dijon maybe oh, yeah, Ooh, dijon. classic english mm. yeah
0: i like hot english Oh, yeah. But there's so many good ones. So many good mustards. That's that uh, classic American mustard, that real yellow yeah. one you put on hot dogs.
1: Does a honey mustard count? Oh,
0: honey mustard. I too. love a honey mustard. Mm-hmm. No Do you know what I mean? Yeah. What about a musk stick?
1: Does that count as a mustard? No, you've,
0: <laughs> okay. Got you've a gone a little too far. Okay. okay. You've crossed what about line?
1: just mustard as a colour? Because you know I love that.
0: Yeah, kernel mustard is also a good option. Oh, oh, uh, uh, kernel mustard with a
1: candlestick in yep. the
0: observatory. Mm. My favourite player. My favourite player too.
1: <gasps> so we can never play Cluedo. You two would fight over it.
0: Hmm. I can't believe he's not your favourite player. You're the biggest mustard head I know. No, Who's your favourite?
1: I would always go for, is it Scarlet? Ms.
2: Scarlet. Ms. She Scarlet. goes first. Come on. That's the Toad of the Mario Kart world in the Cluedo world. Wow. People pick that so and you go, all right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mm. Yeah, okay. All right. So you just want to cheat then. Okay.
1: <laughs> fine. I would never cheat at Cluedo. I want you to know that. Okay, fine. Well, then pick Professor Plum like fine, everyone else. I'll be Plum. Thank you.
2: Mate, I just mustard. want to be the
1: hot one for once. I'll be
2: Miss White.
0: Yeah. That is there a character called Miss White? I think she's the maid. I think I feel yeah. like I can only remember Colonel Mustard. Right. Who's Why is the there a colonel
1: one? and a professor, but all the women are Miss? Why can't we have cool titles?
0: Uh it was a different time.
1: Yeah.
2: Is the green one Mr. Green? Is that his I name? think so. <laughs> yeah, very.
0: That's good stuff.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that's good writing. <laughs> Alright, I'll Cluedo. buy Clue though. Well, it's the really third. fun. My sister would always beat me. Do you know why? Because she would be Miss Scarlet. Okay.
1: Alright. Come on, man. Okay, so your your perception of Miss Scarlet always cheating is actually your sister always cheating. Well, she cheating. goes first. I mean Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. She's just doing a lot of eye rolling.
0: Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> uh Anyway, uh, may I go yeah, on? Yeah, please do go on. <laughs> Sorry. Um.
1: I mean, you started out with your favourite mustard, but please do go on. So they uh, threw out all throughout oh the, out the out an all entire the fridge
0: yeah. of food, and that was because of uh, the poise. I mean, <laughs> would you be like, "I'll take my chances"? Would you like? If I'm you not had, doing another weekly <laughs> shop.
1: Yeah,
2: but would you take your chances with anything? Like, if there was like, for example, for me, if there was a lovely blue cheese in there. I would think. Oh, could this
0: take yeah. me out? It's yeah. already mouldy. Is it possible that? They could make this any more poisonous. Yeah, than this could be worse for my body. It's literally blue mold on yeah. cheese, which is already mold in a way. Uh, another thing that was explained to them was when they went on a spur of the moment two-day hike and also the ten-pin bowling excursions. They were because of tip-offs that were received that someone was coming for them.
1: Yeah, right. So they're like quickly the, the bowling house. alley.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: But, I mean, if someone was coming for them, you wouldn't just go, knock on the door and go, oh, they're not here. I guess I'll drive back to that different city I'm from. Wouldn't you just wait? Mm. Yeah, but I guess bowling uh, – uh,
2: sorry, uh, I guess the camping, you're a long way away, hard to find. Bowling, only very public place, probably
0: hard to kill yeah. someone. Yeah, right. I yep. guess.
2: Oh, okay, yeah. But, you know, on the way to the car park and stuff.
0: Yeah, you know? and all that – yeah, I mean, you just have to time with the crunching of the pins. Yeah. crunching the pins and a stab stab because <laughs> stabbing <laughs> notoriously stab. loud yeah notoriously crunchy Yeah.
1: <laughs> is that the noise it would make
0: yeah yeah, yeah. And, but that would be covered by the pins yeah
1: by the crunching of the pins
0: uh yeah i've bowled i've heard of, i've heard what bowl bowling sounds like played wee bowling once it's when you piss on pins <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, Can you, did you take them all down in one go? Because yeah, that's yeah. impressive, yeah, a strike
0: yeah. got a, I've got a very firm stream Well, if it's a spare, you've got to come back in two hours and finish off the job When I was a kid, they called me the super soaker Wow yeah. <laughs> That's awful Yeah, I, did. I didn't enjoy <laughs> that uh, Another time, according to the BBC, the children had come home from school and been rushed through the house Told to scrub their feet in the bath and made to wear plastic bags over their socks for the rest of the day There was a sinister reason for all of these strange episodes.
2: Is it because they thought Howard Hughes was coming to kill them? (laughs) What were they doing?
0: (laughs) I think it was another weird attempt on their life and they thought something in the carpet was... Yeah, the the carpet had been spiked somehow with poison.
1: Get you through your feet.
0: Yeah, I don't follow. Uh, As unbelievable as it sounds, there were all these explanations that made pieces that had been so troubling, fall into some kind of a pattern, a narrative, Pauline said. Stan and Ruth spent the weekend answering her questions. Then when it was time to go, Stan put a transmitter in Pauline's car to allow the government task force to more easily track her and make sure she was safe. According to the BBC, he also gave her a small transistor radio that had a broadcast function so that Pauline could send uh, send a call for help. He warned me. Only use it if your life is really in danger because people will respond and put their life on the line for you. So don't fuck around with this. Yeah,
1: it's not like, help, help, and someone runs in, kicks down the door, and you're like, I'm out of milk. (laughs) Could you go get me some? Could you be a doll?
2: But in fairness, they're not really... They're putting their life on the line in theory only there. They've come in, realised that there's not an emergency. They're not in danger.
1: Yeah, but they did um, jump through a window, so they are quite badly cut. (laughs) But... She's out of milk,
2: exactly, and then they look in the fridge and she's she's not out of milk, she just doesn't have full cream like she likes,
1: yeah,
2: it's <laughs>
0: light crap, yeah, it's bullshit, that's bullshit It's
1: water pretending to be milk <laughs> exactly
0: after that weekend. Pauline returned to her life with her partner she was sharing a home with, but she wasn't allowed to tell any of this. she'd just learned. Imagine how you know when you've got a small secret yeah. you can't tell a friend, oh. imagine being like. My whole world has just been turned upside down. I
1: struggle buying presents for my partner and not telling him. <laughs> I'm like.
2: Oh, he knows. He knows.
0: Do you, do you lie
2: to cover it up? I'm having an affair. That's why I was out today. Yeah. <laughs> Got away with that Every one. time. Great. Just before his birthday yeah. every year. Exactly. Yeah, I have an affair before his birthday every year. And then on his birthday, bang, Xbox game. There it is. <laughs>
1: All it was was an Xbox game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's left.
1: <laughs> <laughs> These guys packed his
2: stuff. Yeah, but the Xbox game always. He comes crawling. Oh back yeah. Oh, the new FIFA. <laughs> yes, <please. laughs>
0: and the cycle begins again. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, so she's back with her partner after a weekend away. That I, I don't know how she even explained that. Affair. Oh yeah, just you know. Yeah, just got on the Just with with an affair. Just,
2: <laughs> just had no an affair questions. with an
0: Xbox player. <laughs> <laughs> an Xbox
2: player. <laughs> Cheating on you with a gamer. <laughs> I didn't think this could get worse, but it has.
1: Sucked in, gamers. <laughs>
0: that's you. Yeah, it's yeah you, that, Dave. That's I've got a
2: Nintendo Switch Lite.
0: <laughs> uh, she also went back to her job at the local newspaper. And while she tried to keep it all together, on the inside she was struggling to come to terms with it all. She became more paranoid by the day. Uh, always looking over her shoulder and suspecting every passing car as a potential threat. She stopped eating out at restaurants for fear of being poisoned and used her home phone sparingly, assuming it was bugged. Right. She must have had it bedazzled. Um. (laughs) 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 It's covered in jewels. (laughs) When she communicated with Stan and Ruth, she heard increasingly alarming information. According to the BBC, this included the news that many people they knew weren't really the people they seemed to be. The story was that some people who had been around us during my childhood who were involved with organised crime had been picked up, arrested, killed or otherwise disappeared and then replaced by doubles. Sometimes the double was put in place by the good guys and sometimes the double would be put in place by the bad guys. So you were never 100% sure whose double it was. (laughs) The double-double. It was espionage, yeah. Triple-double. Is there a chance that Roof and Stan are lying? I mean, there's always a
2: chance. Yeah. Because at what point, like, it just sounds like it's getting crazier and crazier. You start thinking, is that, now there's doubles of people that I knew
0: in my childhood? Is that? Yeah. It's to seem a little ridiculous. Yeah. But uh, Stan always explained, um, he said, the double spent months studying home videos to learn how to behave convincingly and use specialist plastic surgeons and makeup artists to perfect their disguises. This sounds crazy now. Dave, why would I be telling you about a story if it wasn't fully legit? I'm yeah, actually a bit sorry. Sorry, Apologise to Matt. Why would you insinuate Sorry, Matt, this? and sorry to the BBC. Thank yeah. you. The BBC, it's not bullshit concocted by c- c- counties. It's not. Is that BCC? That's <laughs> 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 Bullshit <laughs> by Cunnies. Cunnies. It's not that. It's not that.
2: But it's it's not, also not the BCC. It's, it's not, not even
0: not. the BCC.
2: It's going to take a while to list the things that it's not. In
0: fact, I shouldn't have even <laughs> mentioned the BCC. I've said too much. Oh
2: no! Are you a double? <laughs>
0: <laughs> both Pauline and Ruth received many letters from people they knew inside the protective community, including, strangely, from her father and her godfather, who were both being <gasps> held in a top-secret prison inside. The, the godfather. Father. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Pretty good, actually.
2: Um, so Pauline's, they're in a top-secret prison.
0: Yeah, and like you, Dave, Pauline's instinct was to be sceptical. After all, she was a journalist, and she, you know, yeah. she was taught to always question everything. But the handwriting w- looked authentic to her and the letters were about their shared past, things that weren't common knowledge. Um, besides, Pauline thought to herself, who on earth would have the time to forge them if they weren't real? It would be ridiculous. Uh, this is again from the BBC, uh, which is not, <laughs> let me stress, uh, big, bold camels. It is not. Wow. Okay. This is the British broadcasting cunnies and, <laughs> <laughs> and they don't muck about. They
1: don't muck about. We're
0: not here to muck about. We're the boo-boo, <laughs> Uh Despite being plagued by doubts, Pauline always had to acknowledge that the two people telling her this incredible story were her mother and Stan, the most trustworthy people she knew. It was a crazy story... And I did have some challenges believing it, she says. But if I couldn't trust them, who could I trust? Yeah. With the dangerous nature of her private life, Pauline was struggling more than ever with her job at the local paper. Fearing for her life day to day made reporting on local town council meetings feel a bit frivolous. <laughs> on top of this, she was not allowed to tell anyone, including her boyfriend, that the mafia were after her.
1: You should probably tell him because if they're after her, he's probably a target too, yeah. right? Yeah, so yeah. I reckon you probably should let him know.
0: Well, I imagine he would have asked questions and she would have said, I'll tell you when you're older.
1: Yeah. <laughs> He'd be like, I'm 28. What are you talking about? Well. Well, when you're a big boy, I'll tell you.
0: She decided, I can't live like this, and that she was going to go inside. She decided she'd go into the secret world. Uh, Back to the BBC. Stan told Pauline that there was work inside that she could do, that there was a community of good people there that she could be a part of. He was building a cottage for himself and her mother and said he could arrange for one to be built for her too. He brought her carpet samples and showed her plans and a photo of the horse that she would have. He was going to get her a horse. Right. I'd be wary of those carpet samples though. And also make sure that horse isn't a double. And oh make sure God. that
1: horse isn't just two men in a horse suit. Oh, my God. Mm. With
0: Cover, guns. Covered in poison. Yeah. That would that would really be a double then, wouldn't it? Yeah. Two people in a horse suit. Um, Pauline left her job, sold her house and broke up with her boyfriend. It was just becoming too hard to keep the secret. Yeah, that's fair. Um, <laughs> if she was going to move into a secret world <laughs> and not be able to tell him about it, that was going to become too difficult.
2: <laughs> Jess just cut him loose so easily. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Whatever.
1: Well, she probably also feels like she's protecting him by distancing yeah. him from her. Mm. But also, cut him loose.
2: Do you she said... Using it as an excuse. Yeah. <laughs> but do you she said, it's not you. It's not me. It's the mafia. It's and the mafia. Yeah. And then
1: left. And he's like,
2: what? Just say it's me then. Yeah, come on. Don't come up with this crazy story which he didn't even reveal.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so if this is just a ploy by a Roof to break up, Because she doesn't like the boyfriend. This would be amazing. Yeah, Yeah, that's That's epic meddling. (laughs) Uh, It's not good enough for you.
1: Nightmare (laughs) mother-in-law. More like (laughs) monster-in-law, am I right?
0: That's funny. Thank you. That is funny. (laughs) Can we use that? Uh, So still from the BBC, Pauline left her job, sold her house and broke up with her boyfriend. She moved to Halifax in Nova Scotia where she found work and a new home while she and her mother waited for word that it would be safe to go inside. We were told that there had been threats against family members and that if we were to disappear again, all hell would rain down on anyone we left behind. The intelligence gatherers were telling us that the mob had some sense that we might be planning to disappear, so they were threatening us. We were always on hold. She met a new man, Kevin. And this time, Pauline's boyfriend was allowed in on the family secret.
1: Oh, congrats, Kevin.
0: Kevin agreed that he would keep the secret and he would also move into the secret society with Why? her. Why did
2: Kevin get the trust? Straight yeah, away. it's
0: interesting, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. Something about, just something about him. Something about his when big When you know, ass. you know. I think mean yeah. Kevin might be in on it.
1: No, Kevin's just the one. Okay.
0: You know? Hey, are you so bitter and cynical? <laughs> that yeah. you? Can't even see true love anymore. What is wrong with you, Dave? Is is Kevin a giant brooch? (laughs)
2: Recording every conversation?
0: (laughs) I choose not to say.
2: Rupe's like, I I like him.
1: I like him. He's sparkly.
2: I like that little bit green he's got in his chest.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I like that bit. I like that.
2: I like talking into it. (laughs) (laughs) I love you, Kevin. I I love you, Kevin. You're going to be the best son in law I've ever had.
0: Uh, they soon married as well at the so wedding he was the one Stan walked Pauline down the aisle in her father Warren's absence. I still don't know what to think here.
1: well um, so
0: in 1990 Pauline's brother Ted also got married. Pauline was warned that many of the guests were double doubles and according to the Guardian, these doppelgangers included Pauline's aunt Penny and even her father, who she'd only seen once in the previous decade. so her dad was. At her at brother's the, wedding, but do, it wasn't her dad. It was a, a double of her dad. dad does, double. does her
1: brother know as well?
0: Yeah, I think yep. her brother... I, because she's the one who's been most public with the story. Yeah, It's right. all through her eyes. I think her brother's been a bit more quiet about oh, fair it. Fair enough. Just try to move on, I guess. So, there's two ways you deal with it, I guess.
1: Yeah.
0: Her dad is a double. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, she's got a double dad.
2: <laughs> do the mafia bother going into this much effort?
0: Yes. One of have, you, have you been listening to a word I've said?
2: <laughs> yeah, but do that. Yeah, but, but that's if you take it at face value, which I'm still struggling to. Right. Dad as a double. Yeah, yeah. Double dad. An entire wedding and half the guests are actors, essentially.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, she hasn't seen her dad in you know a decade, so you know maybe you would forget how he talks, moves, and looks. And, and but
0: she, her doubts did continue. Okay. Um, she's was she couldn't stop staring at her dad double he had a small mole uh just next to uh the corner of his eye and she wondered how are they able to replicate the disguise down to that small of a detail Mm -hmm. but stan explained that amazing things could be done with prosthetics and contact lenses
2: (laughs) millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like evan who
1: can't stand salads
0: and still lost
1: 50 pounds
0: Everything being set up for Pauline and Kevin to go inside and enter the weird world, as Stan called it, and communications from the inside continued. Uh, Here's an example of a letter written to Ruth and Pauline at the time. So they're still waiting to go inside. Uh, Dear R&P, people from the inside seem to just use initials. I guess it's so uh, the code can't be cracked. Sure. Dear (laughs) R&P, this has to be a hurried note to you both. Sorry I haven't time to write separate letters. We are so busy with another large group of children that we are taxed to the utmost. I'm wondering, of course, how you both are. (laughs) Excited, I'm sure, about the future. And at the same time, a bit scared or reluctant to leave that world and enter this one. I can understand that, but I can also assure you that it is a wonderful world and really not at all confined as you might think it is. Why am I typing? It's a type letter. Why am I typing? Only because my pen is dry... And I don't want to go to the office for another one. Weird detail.
2: That is very strange detail. No one was questioning until he he brought it up.
1: Why am I typing? Well, bloody, I've only got one pen. I'm sorry, you're living over there with a whole box of pens. (laughs) But I've got one pen and it's gone a bit dry because I left the cap off. Okay? Share your pens, Pauline. (laughs) Share them. I've only got one pen. So that that does actually add up for me. Yeah, I I get that.
2: If you can't trust that your dad's your dad. How can you trust this letter? Mm. Yeah.
1: Which is very defensive for some reason. Uh, Yeah.
0: The letter, the final paragraph talks a bit about Stan, her new sort of father figure. From rumours I get, you, Pauline, or you, P, are already being spoiled by your new father. A horse yet? I think that is great. You, Ruth, have been spoiled by S, Stan, for a long time, I think. So you don't need a horse.
1: God, that's a weird... (laughs) But also, um, Pauline's in her (laughs) mid-twenties. And it's like, this is your new dad. She doesn't...
0: This is your new dad. He's getting you a horse.
1: But you don't need a horse.
0: Ruth don't need a horse. Ruth, you don't need a horse. Because Stan, you already know Stan loves you, so you don't need a horse.
1: Okay, so Stan is buying Pauline's love, okay? Yeah. But is she taking back the horse there?
0: The horse is in there. She's going in. When she goes in, she gets a horse. <laughs> a little cherry on top. A little, to try and entice you.
1: Yeah. yeah. Like leaving little treats for a puppy. I'm yeah, glad but it's, but said
2: she's it's a late 20s woman.
1: Yes, a married woman in her late 20s who now has a new dad.
0: <laughs> Why am I typing?
1: Well, bloody. Thanks for asking. Yeah. Um, my hand hurts.
0: I mean, there could be any number of reasons. It's weird to it's be weird you to be that you've brought this up. Why are you held up on this small point? <laughs> well, why not be like, "Hey, cool, you got a typewriter now"? God, always with the negative. <laughs> While plans were supposedly in place for them to move in, Kevin and Pauline, Stan would always delay it, saying the time wasn't right. Then in 1993, five years after being let in on the secret, Pauline's doubts about the story reach breaking point. She's like, I've just got to find out if this is real or not. Saying, I was at war with myself and I wanted to find some definitive way to prove it right or wrong. Mm. She obviously, she had big dicks. It's a wild story. So the whole way through, she's... She's going, can this be real? But it's also all she's ever really known. and the.
2: Also, it's a bit of a risk, isn't it? Like, if it is real, you, f- you know, you're going to find out probably the hard way Yeah, yeah. yeah. down
0: or something. Yeah, exactly right. Um, so she decided to set up a low-key sting operation. Oh. When her mum was off to visit Stan on the inside, Pauline called her saying, somebody's broken into my house. What should I do? This is a test. This is the trap she set. Okay. Ruth replied, I'll ask our friend and call you back. And the BBC Our takes friend. it from here.
1: I'll ask your new dad.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's also, he's a bit offended that you haven't started calling him dad yet. Yeah. So if you could do that a bit what, more. What
1: do you mean that you're in your mid to late 20s and, and you don't <laughs> see him as a father because you're an adult yourself? Why haven't you started calling him, call dad? him dad? So
2: if you speak to him about this emergency, if you could call him dad, yeah. that would really make him feel better. He would love that. So Just take the time.
1: <laughs> Take the time, make a little bit of effort. Your life might be in
2: danger, but just call him Dad.
1: He's giving you a horse. The least you can do is call the man Come Dad. On.
2: Has your dad or your double dad ever got you a horse before? No. No, this is your new dad. You've new dad.
0: Two. He's had two cracks at it. <laughs> as exactly. original Wayne and as double Wayne. Double Wayne. not have w- either of them got your horse? Mm-hmm. Two moles, so. zero horses. <laughs> Cut him loose. So this is from the BBC. Stan had made it clear to Pauline and Ruth that they must never go to the police to report any of the threats and strange goings on in their lives. The police, he said, couldn't be trusted. If there was ever any trouble, they should come to him and he would let them know if uh, he got word of any plots that put them in danger. He had a special contraption implanted in his wallet for receiving messages. It would do a Morse code, dash and dots message and he would take it out and a little notepad and decipher it.
2: All right, so you he, he just feel it going off in his ass. Yeah. <laughs> dot, <laughs> in dot, his dot, ass. Dash, dash, dot, dot, dash, 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 dot. You go, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, right. oh sorry, met ball, dash, dash <laughs> <dot>. <laughs>
1: Oh, that actually feels quite nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't stop now.
0: <laughs> so she called uh, her mum, Ruth. Ruth said, "I'll get back to you." And soon after, Ruth called back. And Pauline recalls, "I was terrified because it was the moment that I was going to get the answer to this horrible quandary that I'd been living with." Ruth told her she wasn't able to talk on the phone and that they must meet immediately. Back to the BBC. Once there, Pauline listened, horrified, as Ruth and Stan told her that two people had been picked up just down the street from her house earlier that day. (laughs) That they had photos of her, they'd been following her, and they were looking for certain things in her house, possibly related to Wayne, her, her actual dad. When she said that, I knew the whole thing was a hoax, Pauline recalled. Because there had been no break-in. I made it up.
1: Fuck.
0: Oh, what a moment in your life. Yeah. So she's, yeah. she's about 28 now. All the moves and disappearances, all the running, all the sick, terrifying stories, oh. all the upheaval, all the isolation. She, this is from her book, Run, Hide, Repeat. It was all because of a lie, a fucking lie, all made up. All the laid creation of the brilliant, twisted imagination of this man who I'd chosen to love and trust as a father. Never called him dad, though.
2: All the marriages to Kevin. That was unnecessary. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she no, she w- loved Kevin. Did she? Wow. She loved the other guy. Did she? Because oh. she cut him loose pretty <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, cut him loose.
0: As soon as this huge conspiracy secret that yeah. she had that she wasn't allowed to let him in on, as soon as that really got going.
1: Yeah. She was like, get out of yeah. here.
0: But, yeah, she, she was shattered. And oh. It took, took her a week of soul-searching before she could confront her mum and go, hey, I know the truth now. But does the mum know? Well, back (sighs) to the BBC. When she did, Ruth was horrified and upset, but not because she believed Pauline's accusations against Stan. What worried her was that if Pauline no longer believed the story, she would be putting herself in danger. So Ruth was deep in it and believed it. She wasn't...
1: She's been in it for so long that it would take way more than one bit of evidence against it to yeah. convince her. And you know? she's
0: closer to Stan. She's living yeah. with him now.
1: Yeah, she loves Stan.
0: Ooh. When Pauline <laughs> confronted Stan <laughs> and and said to Stan, "Look, I know this is bullshit. There was no break-in." Stan um, said, "There must have been a mistake. The report about the man who'd been picked up after searching a house must have been incorrect." There would be an investigation he assured her. Mm. My memory of that night was how sad he was, she said. I was no longer one of them. She could tell he knew, even though he wasn't owning up to it. Uh, but she reckons she, he, he could, you know, there was just something changed. Mm. Yeah. Wow. It would seem that rather than being in on the lie, Ruth was also a victim of it. The following months were filled with Pauline attempting to convince her that Stan had been lying to them and vice versa, with Ruth trying to convince her daughter she needed to take it all seriously. I was furious and resentful, and I thought I hated Stan for a long time, Pauline said. But I finally decided that my mother was not in on this. Stan was making it up, but I just couldn't think of a a reason why he would have done it. In search of answers, Pauline visited a psychiatrist. I said... What do you think this could be? He's clearly not uh, schizophrenic. He does not appear to be psychotic. He's a professional. He's well-respected. People always talk about what a great guy he is. What could be going on? This is from The Guardian. Considerable solace came when Pauline was able to put a name to what Sears was suffering from. At different points, she had considered many different possibilities. Then one day in 2014, she read about a rare condition called delusional disorder. This typically comes on later in life, and unlike many other psychiatric conditions, the sufferer experiences delusions, but in many other ways behaves entirely normally. I don't know if "normally" is a weird phrase to use with this sort of stuff, but mm-hmm. anyway, yeah. um, this Pauline believes perfectly sums up Sears, who was a well-respected pillar of the community type. He was a very compelling guy, she says. He was just so intelligent, uh, but also funny, and he really connected with people. When he talked to you, he really listened. You felt very heard. In many ways, Stan was quite brilliant, Pauline goes on. He had an amazing mind and that allowed his delusion to become much more complex. There was an entire cast of characters. It was like a deck's, and he always knew who they were and the stories that were related to them. It was quite remarkable. Like he never, he never dropped the story until she trapped him basically years later and he would have had no idea that... Um, that no one did break into her house
1: yeah right and so is that sort of saying that like he very much believed these yeah, delusions I, I, that's so, what yeah. it
0: sounds like yeah
1: it's not necessarily a, it's not a malicious thing it's
0: exactly yes
1: yeah wow
0: she's just sort of being caught up in he
1: it. really believes in these these delusions that he's having
0: the discovery of the delusional disorder just unlocked something for me and allowed me some understanding of why all this crazy stuff had happened she says But also, it let me realise that Stan was not malevolent. He wasn't trying to hurt us. We just got caught up in his illness. I didn't have to be so angry and bitter. I could move on with my life. Um, Stan passed away in 2005, and Ruth didn't accept the truth, even then when, coincidentally, the letters from the inside about mafia hits and assassination attempts also ceased. Right. So even though... They stopped, he dies, the letter's mm. stopped. She's not, wise in the same. Way. Even her belief was so strong that she still fully believed in it. Uh, but in time, Pauline forgave Stan and her mum saying, when I had children, things changed because they became a focus for all our love. Uh, when Ruth developed cancer, she moved in with Pauline and her family, living her last nine months in the family home before passing on in 2010. It's all a bit sad. With Pauline recalling, I hadn't fully forgiven her at that point, but we both knew that we were out of time to sort through this. We had to find some place of peace, and eventually we did. Pauline also reconnected with her father Warren, but by this time he was dying of emphysema. It really is quite a sad story. Was
2: he ever in the mafia?
0: No, I don't. Th- I think he was just a businessman who was. Uh, he wasn't abusive alcoholic. He wasn't a good guy, but right. Way. Yeah. But like, but not it's not mouth, like yeah. even
2: that bit was rooted in truth. And then it the, just.
0: I don't. I don't think so. But. And he wasn't a double. No, no I think he was, was s- always a single. Right. Okay. And since she left him, yeah, he was. Um, <laughs> Imagine. If she... I believed that. Uh, she considered filling her dad in on the whole story, the true story, but decided against it, saying, "I thought it would enrage him, and that would not be good for him." I just didn't think there was anything to gain from it. Yeah. He, he was dying. Yeah. Imagine hearing that on it. you would be like, wait, what? I didn't get to see my kids because of this other thing. It wasn't just because I was abusive. Yeah. <laughs> uh, finding out about Stan's condition helped Pauline get a little more closure. As did writing her book, Run, Hide, Repeat. Uh, According to The Guardian, since she exposed Sears' extraordinary fraud, Pauline has had therapy, but she believes the greatest impact on her recovery has been working on her book. Really, it's the best thing I ever did for myself, to say, let's go back and look at this. And she insists that her life's good now. There are early stage discussions about adapting her memoir for the screen, but Pauline fears her story might be turned into a schlocky soap opera. (laughs) I feel as though somebody would look at Stan and say he's the evil bad guy without acknowledging that in many ways he played a really supportive role in my family's life, she says, and then pauses. I understand the irony of that statement, and my mother was a complex and really smart person too. I don't want to ever see her portrayed as some wacky woman who fell for a guy. Mm. Now Pauline says there's nothing she would change about her childhood, which is fascinating.
1: Well, that's a big, yeah, nah, okay.
0: (laughs) Um... (laughs) She says, I have a great appreciation for my mum. She caused a lot of chaos, but she really did believe she was protecting us. She was gullible to this situation, but in many ways she was very wise. Right now I'm very happy and I have these two great kids, so I can't imagine wanting to change. Then a very rueful smile. But it's taken some work to get to that point. Yeah, I bet. And I guess the, the point is she's she's got kids she loves. Her life leads to that point. You know, it's. Yeah. I, I don't know if I fully believe in this, but people do say... If you're happy with where you are, you can't have any regrets because everything you've done has led to this point. So
1: I reckon the best thing that her kids could say to her is that she's a boring mum. <laughs> she's like, damn right. because yeah. we got a stable house and I'm not packing shit up and taking your road trips. Yeah, I'm a boring mum.
0: Yeah, that ketchup has been in the fridge for quite a while. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Can't we get a new ketchup? No, because you haven't finished that one. <laughs> You don't
0: understand how good
2: that feels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if it's so old, it will literally become poisonous. Yeah,
0: yeah. So
1: let it happen. Let it happen. Oh, she's happy for the, yes. the Natural poison. Natural poison.
0: It was a, to me. I um, before it went up, I I'd only read the story through to the reveal that it, the mafia and stuff. So yeah, I didn't right. realize that it was. <laughs> that is. It was. It's quite an extraordinary st- uh, a, story. That's a. Amazing tale.
1: And so your instincts about um like some of it feeling like bullshit were very much spot on.
0: Yeah, your instincts the whole way through yeah, it you spot on. were spot. Almost to a boring Sorry. extent yeah. where you ruined the story by <laughs> predicting <laughs>
1: that's why we were both going maybe yeah maybe i don't think i
2: I wasn't quite on top of it there was i thought there was just i thought they were just undercover and moving around for a long time yeah it's just only when you start saying oh these people are all doubles
0: yeah because surely anyone hears that and goes really yeah yeah
2: is paul mccartney dead is he (laughs) yeah yeah it was
0: it was like it was just the story reached yeah it got just
2: too too
0: you know if they if, if he'd kept it yeah, on that level, you know, yeah, she probably maybe even still yeah, believes it, it now. Yeah, but it does. But oh, it, so many red flags when it gets mm. that deep. And, yeah, and I so was so glad to read how she found closure and that sort yeah. of stuff. The BBC article, those two main articles I uh, read from uh, are two of the best ones I found. Obviously, her book's also very good. Um, but the BBC one, uh, I think it might have been written slightly earlier, so it's not... A, and it, they didn't talk to her directly. The Guardian one's all has a much nicer ending where she's coming to terms with it all, yeah, and she's that's made nice. peace with it, and made made it all feel uh, a bit better. But yeah, what a wild ride! Yeah, and yeah, I mean, what a story! Her for to happen to her as someone who had the skills as a journalist. Yeah, yeah wow! This is a um, pretty amazing. And apparently, it was quite a it was a big book, especially in Canada. Sold really well there.
1: Having the the smarts to like fake a break in is really clever. Yeah.
0: It's just such a subtle. Yeah. Like it was perfect. because yeah. it, You would believe, he'd believe it and he did. And yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Very, very clever. Wow. Great and you report. knew that
1: story Jess? Yeah. I think maybe I've put it up in a vote, but ah. it didn't win. Maybe. Yeah. Or maybe I'd, uh, yeah, I think it's, I, I must've seen it suggested by, um, those two that you mentioned and, uh, Done a little bit of reading, so yeah, I, yeah, I did know, which maybe I shouldn't have revealed. But then I just would have guessed everything right, and you would yeah. be like, "How does You're she know?" You're <laughs> not a good liar, Jess. You're not a good liar. And I can't help but you know want to. If you say, oh, "I don't know what could this be," I can't help but be like, yeah. "Well, I reckon it's this."
0: You're very competitive. Yeah, it yeah, always I, needs to be right. Yeah, always, know, always Miss Scarlet.
1: <laughs> As we know, I'm a very competitive person. Um, oh. That was a fantastic report, Matt. Thank Great. So well,
0: honestly, I was compelled. Oh, that, I'm glad to hear that. Mm. Fascinating. And now it's time for everyone's favourite section of the show, the fact, quote or question section. And this is where you can get involved by going to patreon.com slash Pod, signing up on the Sydney Sheinberg Deluxe Memorial Edition, rest in peace level. And I think this... Even has a little jingle that goes something like this.
1: Fact, quote, or question.
0: Ding. He always remembers the ding. And when you're involved on this level, apart from getting all the benefits of the lower levels of membership uh, or subscription or whatever you want to call it, including three bonus episodes every month, voting rights, access to the Facebook group, weekly newsletters, uh, I think you get to see Dave's pecs. Is it once a month? Yes, that's right. Well, <laughs> Dave's peck. I so, never show the right one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Only the wrong that's one. That's for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, on top of all that, if you're on the Sydney Sheinberg level, you get to give us a factor quote, or a question. You also get to give yourself a title. And that is exactly what these following four people have done, including Roy, AJ, Phillips. Uh, I wonder where he gets the A and the J from. Maybe middle initials.
1: Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> Anthony Joseph.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Aaron Roy, aka AJ aka Roy, aka AJ Phillips, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's given himself the title of principal proprietor of Irish wristwatches in unique New York.
2: Oh wow, <laughs> that's fun. <laughs> wow, it's. Uh, I'd like to get one with a red leather or yellow leather strap. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I want it reversible. Red leather, (laughs) yellow leather.
0: leather. Oh, fantastic. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Roy did put in brackets. Sorry, Matt. Been trying to trip you up for the past two or three and you haven't stumbled yet. I think I might have got through that one okay. You nailed it. There was no fumble at all. That's funny because as I was going on, I'm like, oh, no. Where's, (laughs) Where's this going? Uh and so try again, Roy. <laughs> Roy has offered us <laughs> a fact. And this is Roy's fact. The Canary Islands, off the coast of Africa, are actually named after dogs, not birds. The name comes from the Latin Canary Insulae, which translates to Isle of Dogs. The ah. yellow bird was named after the islands in which they are native. That is a great fact.
1: That is such a good fact.
0: Killer fact.
1: Love fun? That. Fun? That's fun. That's pretty fun. That, that is fun. a grim fact. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> oh sorry. God. That is a grim fact.
0: <laughs> oh, no, that's great. That's a banger.
1: That's really great. Great
0: fact. Thanks, Roy. I gotta say, would have assumed, as Roy picked, that it was the uh, named after the birds. And
1: you know what, what assuming does?
0: Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> Sorry, I wouldn't want to <laughs> jump to any conclusions there. You're learning. <laughs> uh, thank you, Roy. The next one comes from Julian Barnes, who's given himself the title of Second Reserve Backup Dancer for Do Go On's Antarctic Concert Tour.
2: Oh, yes.
0: wow. <laughs> oh, you. I think, I think that's the kind of dancing tour where you want to be... On on the first string, because it's cold in the wings there.
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. You want to be earning your keep by uh, dancing in front of those hot lights. Yes. Just just
0: to stay alive. (laughs) Uh, Julian has also offered a fact. Jeez, you're coming in. What a tough slot to come in, trying to back up a fact like that. Sorry, JB. But let's see how you go. Honestly, before even reading, I'm going to say... It's great that you've had a crack, (laughs) okay? Good on you for having a try and trying to back up from Roy's Canary Islands fact. (laughs) I mean, good luck. But anyway, let's see. how you go. Uh, I've had a lot of trouble thinking up an interesting fact. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. You're already feeling self-conscious about it.
1: No. No, we're best under pressure. I I believe in you. I
0: should continue reading because he says, However, luckily for me, I happen to work for a company that makes the juice with the facts under the lid. <gasps> so little <I> facts. <laughs> wow. Is that That's that Spring Valley Little Facts? So handy. Uh, so I'm just going to pull a bottle off the line now okay. and let that be the fact.
2: That's right, because there's no pressure on Julian now. He hasn't no, researched this all up to this.
0: the bottle. Yeah. Uh, Julian's fact Fact number 187 The honeybee kills more people worldwide Than all the poisonous snakes combined
1: Oh, sucked in snakes that Lift is. your game, you yeah. fucking cowards That's a good fact That is
0: a grim <laughs> fact <laughs> yeah, That is grim That is grim A grim uh, it's <laughs> what, What's gr- the grimace As as b- just pointed out The grimace part about it Is it just really unveils how yeah. shit snakes are Yeah, they're pathetic L- losers. Pack of absolute L- losers. <laughs> 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 uh, as Joe Biden once said. <laughs> uh, Thank you so much, Julian. That was great. That was a great little fact there. And this next one comes from Kelly Clark, who's given herself the title of podcast phenomenologist. Phenomenologist, sorry. <laughs> But I missed a the syllable there. And Kelly's written a question. Remember when she first gave us that title? She wrote it phonetically and I'm like, I got it anyway. And now <laughs> I've, it's all come undone. <laughs> uh, Kelly writes, a question. If you could change any one thing in the world, what would you change and Why?
1: Fuck, that is a oh very gosh. broad and hard question. Because, I mean, you fix racism, but there's still poverty, you know? Well, uh, yeah, well,
2: what a, okay. Um, there's still
1: world hunger. Something
2: like uh, every water is source tonight? is drinkable.
1: Oh. Okay, yeah, that's good.
2: So does, the human body can just drink any sort of water.
0: Oh, that's good. That's so that way everyone's
2: thing. got clean water all the time, even ocean water, bang.
0: Oh, you yeah, drink it. that'll solve a lot of issues.
2: No, no, that feels like it would help. Pools. But all of a sudden,
0: the monkey paw thing will be that making all the oceans basically fresh water. Will all of a sudden that'll totally change their ecosystems, or fish will die and stuff like that. But well, you're
1: like, change the body.
2: Yeah, we're changing humans to be able to consume yes.
0: the, any sort of water. You've got to get the fine print right on these, mm-hmm. otherwise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the so genie everything will that lives in there is
2: nothing changes for them. It's just the humans. So if you are in a place where you don't have access to clean water, you've got access to any water, go ahead and drink
0: it. Yeah, and no that's problem. from now on, or are you going uh, to grandfather that? Wow. Oh, I don't know. I guess from now on. Yeah, because otherwise it would, everything would be different because people would never die at sea from thirst and stuff.
2: Yeah, it would change a lot. And obviously we need them to do that.
0: Well, that's good. I'm going to change uh, the world from having inequality <laughs> oh, to not good. having inequality. Whoa. Okay.
2: I don't know what the word is for that, but I like it.
0: Yeah, I, I, I guess we'll have to come up with one now.
2: Yes. Pioneering In word. this
0: new world, we'll need a, a new word for in inequality, maybe that's yeah. it. In inequality. Mm.
1: In inequality. In yeah, inequality. I like that. Yeah. In inner.
0: In inequality. That's beautiful. Mm. I, I know these. Pro- the answers are probably meant to be f- funny for this, but I always, I, well, we've talked about this before off the pod that I, ha- I feel some need to answer these somewhat seriously, even though it would be way more satisfying for everyone if I just gave a joke answer.
1: But even joke answers are hard to come up with.
0: Oh, that's true. Maybe it's the easy way out for oh, me. Yeah. I'm taking the snake's way out. Being genuine. You're killing Be anyone. the bee. <laughs> Be the bee you want to see.
1: Yeah. Um, I would. Um, I would uh, eradicate death.
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Great. That oh, has. There's no yeah. problems there. I love that.
1: Yeah. So.
0: Any asterisks?
1: Nothing, and no one would die. So oh. not
2: even. So no
0: animals. No. Nah. Wow. No plants. Can people nah. continue to procreate? Yep. So the world just, you know,
1: it's going to get too much. To get be it's going to be a bit. It's going to be a bit full um, on. Be
2: full, but like there'll be no. There'll be less. All right, sadness
1: fine. For you can more. die of old age.
0: Yeah, you, but like you accidents.
1: If you fall off a cliff or something, you'll be a bit like, "Ow!" Right. But you don't wow. die.
0: Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I like that.
2: Can I change my answer? I'd like to be about five centimeters taller. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fuck yeah, me too. Yeah. Actually, that'd be good. Yeah, that would be great. Oh, cool.
2: I'll make the three of us all five centimeters taller, oh, so it's still you. similar
1: height hierarchy. Yeah,
2: but we're all a little I'm bit taller. Little bit to- you know, that two inches. It I'll has been
0: it. a bit rough for me lately, Dave, because I used to be uh, the middle toughest guy of this podcast, and since you've recently got buff, you've you moved <laughs> up to number two, and I've dropped <laughs> down in the last place, and it, it sucks. How's it feel down there? Well, I, I don't like being on the bottom. rung. Mm, you little runt. <laughs>
1: And I want to support you, Matt, but I'm just like something crazy would have to happen for me to be in your position. So I really can't sympathize. Yeah. But, you know, if you need a shoulder to cry on or a a lift somewhere, you want to piggyback piggyback anywhere, you just let me know.
0: Yeah. I'm here for you. Um, I will get on to you. Pretty soonish <laughs> when we're leaving here today. Yeah,
1: okay? I'll carry you out. On the lift. <laughs> uh,
0: that, was, that was great. It was, it was such a broad question, but I think uh, we got some interesting stuff out of that. And finally, so I so say thank you, Kelly Clark. And finally, from Paul Jacob, uh, who's given himself the title of comptroller for unusable ideas. I try to find them a good home.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's nice.
0: (laughs) And Paul has a question. And Paul's question is, come summertime here in the US, uh, which we are also, are we in? We're in North America. So we're possibly, I can't tell, but we're possibly in uh, the US, Mm -hmm. possibly in Canada. (laughs) Uh, Come summertime here in the US, my family, including my wife, son and daughter, is making the move from my much beloved Michigan to Chapel Hill, NC. Oh, North Carolina. Oh, North Carolina. Oh, wow. I, I had a thought that uh, uh, there's got to be a way that we can um, bring an end to this. <laughs> <laughs> what if someone wrote like a sitcom-style theme song
2: <laughs> about that fact that we just play it any time. What about that? <laughs> but it only goes like seven seconds.
1: Yeah, that yeah. would be
0: handy. Yeah, <laughs> that would be good if someone could just...
1: Michael Jordan played for North Carolina and he wore his North Carolina shorts under his Chicago Bull shorts.
0: And now everyone else And then wears everyone wears else wore shorts. long shorts as a result. But then the um, end. things... It's, someone called me out on this on Twitter recently, like, not forever because the shorts have slowly gotten smaller again since then with fashion. So you're right. And that was my, that was genuinely my favourite. Album actually, because I'm like, hey, you are right, because <laughs> you see, 90s, uh, early 2000s shorts are so big, and yeah. they sort of, st- everything's you know goes retro and stuff, and they are starting to go back again. Um, anyway, sorry, Paul, I got distracted there. Uh, he goes on right, wondering if you are aware of any fun facts from that area. <laughs> For instance, in Chapel Hill, fire engines have been Carolina blue. And not the traditional red since 1996. Oh, that is a great fact. Well, there's different... Paul, do you mind if I... Maybe I, that's yeah. the new fact. Because I can say that way more succinctly. So if should we do the handover now? The well, funny yeah. thing I know about North... I've heard about North Carolina is... And then, yeah. Yeah. And it would be fun because the people who don't listen to this section of the show... All of a sudden... I'll you got a new North Carolina new fact. Yeah. I like
1: it. The I rebrand.
0: Paul, thank you so much for that.
1: And that's a fun fact, too.
0: Because I, I had that thought yeah. during the week. I'm like, I'd be, it'd be great to put it to rest in some sort of a Michael Jordan episode. But that has, chance has yeah, passed. that has happened. I'm so sorry. Uh, unless I do a specific episode about shorts. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It
1: might be a mini episode, to be honest.
0: Anyway, Paul, good luck with that uh, move. Yeah, big move. Michigan to Chapel Hill. Mm. Chapel Hill sounds... Sounds I think there's a winery in Australia called Chapel Hill. Beautiful. <laughs> uh, so there are our facts, quotes, and questions for this week, or facts and questions. We'll get a quote next week, I'm sure. Uh, looking ahead, they're all facts. Anyway, um, <laughs> we now get to thank a few of our other great Patreon supporters, and uh, we normally do a little game here where Jess comes up with a something we can give our patrons Based on the topic we just did. Mm.
1: We could say uh, where they've moved in two steps.
0: Oh, great. And then relate it back to Australia.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Preferably just keep them all in Australia, to be honest, just so I can understand. They're all Melbourne.
0: Melbourne. Adelaide, Perth, <laughs> yeah, or vice or versa.
1: Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane. Oh, Don't yeah. burn them. That's two we've burnt now.
0: Oh, okay. Uh-oh. Or Adelaide, <laughs> Alice Springs, Darwin. Um, all right. So first off, if I may kick us off. Please. I'd love to thank from Schofields in New South Wales, Australia, Kirsten Gleeson.
1: Kirsten Gleeson. Well, obviously living in Schofields now, but moved there from... Orange. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. And before that... Wagga Wagga? Wagga Wagga. Wow. Imagine if we were right. Wouldn't that be crazy? That would be
2: amazing.
0: Let us know. Let us know if we're right. Everybody?
1: Everyone. Don't (laughs) tell us if we're wrong. Yeah, only if we're right. We're 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 assuming we're wrong, but if we're right, let us know.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm looking up Schofields. That's sort of in the... That's northwest... Northwestern Sydney suburbs, I'd say. Okay. Yeah, north of Blacktown. Oh, yep. Yeah, cool. I haven't heard of Schofields before. Sounds nice. Looks like uh, on on the maps. Looks like a lovely part of the world. Hmm. Uh, I would also love to thank from New Plymouth in New Zealand. <laughs> Sorry, New... Z- New Z- Isn't it funny? I did not mean to say it like that. <laughs> in New Zealand, <laughs> Melissa Peters. Melissa
1: Peters. MP
0: okay moved there mm-hmm. started out yep in
2: cans okay in Australia. yeah then moved yep really want to cover the tracks here moved to namibia whoa southern africa yes kept going around the world
0: to new zealand good luck mafia tracking me yeah good, wow good luck nice try where's new plymouth i really love new zealand i'm so Glad that we're, it's a somewhere we're going to be able to visit before too long.
1: Yeah, that would be really nice. I just want to
0: jump in one of those big jet planes. Yeah. And fly away. <laughs> yeah. For two or three hours, however long it yeah, takes to get a a there. Lot four or five. It's May, not, not far. maybe not even. It's not a long flight. It's not long. It's, it's about the same as to Sydney, I think. Or maybe. Let's it's a bit further. It's less than Perth, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's put it in, less than put Perth. it in terms I understand.
1: <laughs> More than Sydney, but less than Perth.
0: Thank you so much, Melissa Peters, and I'd also love to thank from Pakenham, out in the suburbs of Melbourne, in Victoria, Australia, Joshua Berg von Linda.
1: Great name, great name, Josh.
0: J B V L.
1: Joshua. Okay, so in Pakenham, do you want to have a go, Matt?
0: Yeah, sure. Uh, Okay, from Pakenham. Working in reverse order, obviously a stopover in uh, Echuca mm-hmm. on the mighty Murray River. Yep. Uh, coming from inland from Broken Hill. Oh, okay. In New South Wales. Yeah. Uh, uh, which I, I think, I don't know if I relearned or already knew, but BHP, the BH, and that is Broken Hill. Ah, oh, there you go. Mm. Broken Hill. Pr- Petroleum people, people, people. broken people. ill people. It was actually started by broken Hill people. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Very proud. JBVL, thanks so much.
1: Um, I would love to thank some people, if I may. Please. I would love to thank from Lancaster. What's KY in the US? Is that
0: Kentucky? Kentucky? Kentucky, I reckon.
1: Oh, I would love to thank Justin Nichols. Justin
0: Nichols. Justin fantastic. Justin Nichols.
1: So Kentucky. in Kentucky now, came from Pennsylvania. Okay. And before that, Washington.
0: Uh, D.C.
1: Oh. oh, okay.
0: Heard of it. <laughs> so it started at sort of in the couple of stops in the northeast. Am mm-hmm. I saying that right, Dave?
2: Yeah, start in the capital, Pen- then up Pennsylvania, to Pennsylvania.
0: Yeah. And then down to Kentucky, which is somewhere in the middle part. Southern middle, is yeah. it? Yeah. Or southern east?
1: I don't understand geography. <laughs> so don't don't look at me I'm with that face of like, is this right? I don't fucking know.
0: Broken Hill Proprietary Company that makes sense. Limited. That makes sense. Uh, cop
1: that, C&L. Oh, proprietary. Oh, gotcha. Um, so thank you to Justin. I would also love to thank from Balmain in New South Wales. I'd love to thank Matt Rowe. Matt,
2: Matt Rowe. Rowe. Matt
1: Rowe. Sounds like a dog saying, uh-oh.
2: <laughs> Matt Rowe. Matt Rowe. You know? hear <laughs> dog saying that, something's about to Something happen.
1: Something bad is happening. There yeah. is someone breaking in. Be, <laughs> Matt Rowe. You are in danger. Right Rowe. <laughs> so f- in Balmain currently, where Balmain, obviously,
0: that's one half of my uh, NRL rugby team. Was a merge between the Wests and Balmain, I think. No, oh. I'm obviously a big hardcore fan of the team. <laughs> I think that's where they get the Tigers from, Wests Tigers. Oh, okay. They used to be the Wests Magpies and the Balmain Tigers. Fun fact, right yeah, there. Yeah, that's grim. That well, is grim. Yeah. So I wonder. I wonder if Matt Rowe is also a Tigers man.
1: Well, he is actually because before living in Balmain, he was living in Richmond.
0: Oh.
1: Here in Melbourne.
0: Right. And before <laughs> that, living in Hamilton where the Tiger Cats of play in Canada.
1: Nailed it. Wow.
0: And before that, Siberia. Is <laughs> yeah. there a Siberian tiger? No, it's a dog. Husky. <laughs> <Damn it>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so similar. Um, thank you very much, Matt. I'd Also, <laughs> finally for me, I would love to thank from Grimsby, in ah. Lincolnshire, Ooh. Great Britain. That's I like a fun that fact. movie. I would love to thank Michael Colebrook. Michael,
0: Michael Colebrook. Colebrook. All right. Well, now lives in Grimsby. Mm-hmm. Uh, before that, lived in Iceland. What's the city in Iceland, Dave? Reykjavik.
2: Or um, my uh, <laughs> what's that one called? <laughs> um, Vic. There's one that's called Vic.
0: Vic. V i c. Big V. That. So I uh, lived in Vic in Iceland before that. Uh, lived in uh, the town where they filmed Northern Exposure in, which was, was that in Alaska? set in Alaska, but I don't know where they filmed it. <laughs> 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 Great. That's no one, a good reference, No man. one's going
2: to be able to track you if people don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, if you don't know. Because, uh, you know, it's like um, it's often the, they'll just, Yeah, uh, unlikely they probably filmed in Alaska. They normally film somewhere else, right? Uh, Yeah, probably like a (laughs) soundstage. Yeah, and an LA. (laughs) There
1: you go. Thank you, Michael Colebrook.
2: Thank you, Michael Colebrook, And a couple of little fact checks here. Uh, there is a Siberian tiger. So there we go. Uh,
0: Great work. Great that right? would have, yeah, I love it. Getting in before and I'm actually and, is always uh, satisfied. And Kentucky is a
2: lot more central than we all would have imagined. Right. So there you go. Well, I'd like to thank from San Antonio, Texas, mm. I would like to thank Roshni Ray. Roshni Ray. Well, that's a good, that rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Yeah, it's it?
1: beautiful. Uh-huh. Roshni
2: Ray. So now in San Antonio. But I think uh, started um, up in Canada, in uh, Newfoundland. Yep. Um, Moved over to old Paris. Oh, hello. Had a little Parisian jaunt. Learned a little bit of French. Yep. Conversational. Yes. Enough to get by. Yep. And
0: then has brought that back to the streets of San Antonio, Texas. Oh, great. Uh, Putting it to good use. Go Spurs. Um, Northern Exposure. Sounds like it was filmed in Washington.
1: Oh. Oh, which one? The state?
0: Ah, uh, state. In Roslyn, the main street looks like it was Roslyn, Washington. And the main production facility was located in Redmond, Washington.
1: Huh. There you that's go. go. Isn't that fun? It is fun. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> grim. Um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> thank you, Rosny. I appreciate your support from San Antonio. I'd also like to thank now from... Austin, Texas? Oh. I'm wearing an Austin
0: hat. A couple of oh. Texans. Look at me. I'm wearing an Austin hat. Oh, hello. Oh. Ooh, who am I? Who is oh. this? Hey, hello. Oh, it's Adele wearing a hat. Oh.
2: Adele wearing a hat walking down hey, the streets of Texas.
0: My computer is Adele.
2: <laughs> 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 I would like to thank, uh, now, from Austin. Brianne Wharton.
1: Ooh! Thank you so much, Brianne Wharton. I'm going to guess Eh? that's Brianne.
0: I wonder if Brianne... Brianne. I wonder if you were at the Fun 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 Festival in 2013. Would have seen you there. Oh wow! Off the stage, they had there was a few things that blew my mind back in 2013, uh, including <laughs> a burrito gun that they shot from what the stage. What does that mean? They shot burritos into the crowd from the stage <laughs> with a burrito gun. I've never heard of that. Were they hot? Yeah. Well, they were hottish. Did you catch one? Yeah. How many were they giving away? Lots. Yeah, they were just. A, a, I've got a video of it. <laughs> they made a great sound as they shot out. I've of never air. heard of that. I love it.
1: Yeah. That's wild. That's good fun. That is fun. That
2: blew your mind in 2013 that blew my mind in 2020.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I wasn't even there. <laughs> you say that like it was before we had that at our festivals <laughs> yeah, here little in little Australia. Gun. Yeah, I mean, but back in Barretta the day, guns, it was yeah. the first time I'd seen one.
0: Barretto Guns, you know, I've, I've been held up at Barretto Gun Point. So <laughs> oh, I see him all the time these days.
1: <laughs> so, Brianne
2: Wharton, thank you so much. Where's Brienne come from to get to Austin, Texas?
1: Um...
0: Did she work her way around Texas or maybe she came from other festival sites? She originated in Meredith mm-hmm. in country Victoria. Oh, fantastic. Beautiful, beautiful part of the world. God's country. Oh, yeah. Say. went over to Glastonbury yes. oh, wow. in the UK. Yep. Uh, before ending up in the fun, fun, fun capital of the world, Austin, Texas, mm. which also has an even more famous music festival, the uh, South by Southwest Festival. Oh, yep. So just... just chasing that endless summer of music festivals yeah fantastic
1: love that
2: you know what you like I love it Mm. so thanks Brianne Uh, Kathy Gribble is who I'd like to thank next who's from uh, Maryville in Tennessee
1: ooh Kathy Gribble Gribble is a fantastic name it's a great
0: name one of the families from around the twist the Gribbles oh
1: that's great all right, places with lighthouses. <laughs> oh, okay.
0: Uh, well, starting out
2: at uh, Aries Inlet. Aries Inlet, yes. Is that the the first yeah. one? Yeah, great. Yep. All right, I'm out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, then, okay, uh, is there? There's a Cape Otway one.
2: Oh, oh fantastic! I was going to say the Lighthouse of Alexandria, which is one of the ancient wonders of the world, which no longer exists. Okay.
0: Oh, okay. So she, you've been around for a while, Kathy. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but no Cape Otway. I love that.
1: Cape Otway. So Aries Inlet, similar Cape part Otway, of the world. Yeah. And Not then far finishing from up either.
2: in Maryville, Tennessee, which I'm almost certain has a lot.
1: It must. It simply must. <laughs> yes.
0: Despite, the country music capital. Despite almost
2: certainly being landlocked.
1: <laughs> There's, yeah, but you've got to look out for things coming. Mm. So maybe yeah. they've got an observatory of some kind. Oh, I love an observatory. So there
0: you go. Thank you so much to Kathy, Brianne, Roshni, Michael, Matt, Justin, Joshua, Melissa, and Kirsten. Uh, And we've also got one last bit of business to do when thanking our supporters. These, all the names we're reading out right now, uh, we, you know, they're responsible for keeping this show going. So thank you so much to all of them. But we also like to thank uh, some of our longer-term supporters as we welcome them into the triptych Club. Um, supporters who have been supporting us on the shout-out level or above for three years straight, uh, they get a one-way ticket into the Triptych Club Mm-mm, and they've got mm. lifetime membership once inside. And uh, w- how it normally works, I'm standing on the door with the clipboard with the door list. i lift up the velvet rope, send them in. Once ticking them off the list, Dave will then hype them up. Jess hypes Dave. hype work. Jess has also got a, a drink. And an hors d'oeuvre ready to go, Dave's Book to Band. Who have we got this week, Dave? Uh, we've got uh, Peter, Bjorn and John playing Whoa. that
2: song, Young Folk, over and over and over again. Lots of whistling, lots of whistling. So, so everyone gets to have a go. Yeah, great. So basically what they do, <laughs> they play the song and they get a different member of the Tribute's Club up to do the whistle part. Oh, great. So everyone cycles through. Do
1: you have to participate if you don't oh, want to? Oh, you don't to? want to
2: whistle, no. Yeah, Some great. People, yeah, you can absolutely just...
1: What if you can't start? whistle and it's quite um, upsetting for you that everyone else can?
2: Ah. Uh-huh. Well, you don't have to get involved. That's fine. Okay. There's also a guitar you can play.
1: Oh, that's fun. What about like a little tambourine?
2: Yeah, yeah. F- obviously, some people might not whistle or play guitar, so there's a tambourine.
1: Yeah, perfect. Something that any idiot can do. And um, yeah. I say that as the person who played the tambourine in my high school band. Are you serious? Yeah. I mean, I played the <clears throat> the keyboard in the band too, but in parts of oh, okay. there was not required. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, it was pretty rock I and roll. I thought it was just tambourine, so
2: which would have been <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I've written that in. What have Bit you, of Beethoven here.
1: <laughs>
0: tambourine solo. Have you, have you got a drink?
1: Popper? Well, I was thinking ketchup, which then made me think Tabasco, so I'm thinking Bloody Mary's. Oh. Which we might have done before, but there's only limited drinks, you jerks. And also, you can't say no to a classic. Bloody delicious. So Bloody Mary's, snack-wise, hot dogs with ketchup and mustard on them. Oh,
2: fantastic. Is there two? One that's been refrigerated and one that hasn't?
1: Yeah, so you can choose. Thanks. The right or the wrong one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Whichever that may be. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, Well, that just leaves me to uh, lift up the velvet rope and welcome in from... Ilkeston in Derbyshire, Great Britain, it's Adam Legg. Who needs a leg up when you've got Adam Leggy? <laughs> yes.
1: Woo!
0: I don't know if I believed Jess that time, Dave
1: Honestly, I zoned out for a second there it was <laughs> so, poor timing I on my part I absolutely
2: did as well That's why there was a pause for me
1: <laughs> It wasn't me thinking Where did we both go? <laughs> I don't know
2: I was thinking, is this Uber driver dropping this food off or not? I don't know <laughs> Adam <laughs> Leg, give us a leg up, mate You are an absolute champion yes. lead, you legend
0: Thanks so much for all your support over the last three years, Adam You bloody Leg legend. short for legend Thank <laughs> you Yes uh, well that pretty much brings us to the end of this week. Is that the only episode. one? Yeah. Only yeah. One. Well, I did zone out. Thank you so much, Adam. You are a legend. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, so uh, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, we're on all the normal social medias, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn at dogoonpod. <laughs> That's right, we're like always putting up jobs for interns. Fuck,
1: we should get a LinkedIn.
0: <laughs> well, so on YouTube at do, on uh, at do go on pod, we've got a Gmail at dogo on pod. We've got a website, dogoonpod.com uh we've got there's other podcasts in this network including listen now which is back going through the most popular according to our listeners albums of the 80s rock albums this week's about the smiths meet his murder uh dave what do you got a book cheat out this week or last week
2: uh yes absolutely the most recent one Oh my God! God oh, absolutely was with, uh, I was with Jack Kappa. Drews and Nick Kappa, and we were talking about uh, the ancient Greek play
0: Medea, Medea
2: which is yeah two thousand four hundred years in the making. Though. Wow! So, and I
1: studied that in Year
0: Eleven. Ah, oh, and was it good? Yes, yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, I mean,
1: it was intriguing. <laughs>
0: I have only had a podcast <laughs> Finally, to break it down. there was down. some
1: fun uh, podcasts I can listen to about just that.
0: And primates <laughs> has continued to work through the umbrella academy this is three episodes left of the umbrella academy season two to go through before primates goes back on hiatus um so check all of those out as well and yeah patreon like we said is digon no patreon.com slash pod does yeah, that right? that's absolutely right. Great. Fantastic. Now, boot this baby home, Davey.
2: Well, we'll be back next week with another episode. But if you want to get in before we actually release it, you can watch it as part of the live stream uh, just coming up this Friday night, Melbourne time. But there is a, a link to the SOSPresents.com where it will tell you where in the world y- – well, it won't tell you where in the world you are. It will tell you what time it is everywhere all over the world. So you can see uh, that. And you can also watch the episode we just recorded uh, plus a over half hour extra of bonus bits uh by buying a ticket to that one yeah even if you get the season pass now you get all four for the price of three
0: that's right like the last i reckon it would be well over half an hour extra we did a q a we talked some absolute trash before the podcast as well uh and then next week's one yeah is gonna be a bonus podcast which is exclusive to the live stream and you can get a uh, Season Pass, which is discounted three for the price of four, and you can watch them as That's many, the other way around. Four for the price of three. <laughs> and you can always say it that way. And you can um, watch it as many times as you like. It remains up. You get you get your login and you can, uh, yeah, see it up there on the Sauce Presents website. So You can watch
2: it one minute a day for many, many days, for about six months. Yeah. Well, not quite. A few months anyway. But thanks so much for listening. And we'll be back next week, like we say. But until then, keep well. I'll say thanks and goodbye. Later. Bye.
1: This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want, it's it's up to you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweaters starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus,